The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. I have to say, Kim, I'm already annoyed about our topic today. (laughs) What is it about this topic that just makes everyone annoyed? (laughs) Oh, I know. It's a really annoying topic. It's very frustrating. (laughs) Actually, I find it very intriguing and interesting. I I find it a completely and totally fascinating subject. And I have got to say, I have really enjoyed our prep for this episode because we have a favorite list coming up that I think that our listeners are just going to absolutely love. So what are we talking about today, Kara, that, that you're annoyed with and I'm fascinated by. Well, I'm I'm actually a little disturbed that you're fascinated by this, but Kim, <laughs> we're talking about scams. Scams, S C A M S that target small business owners. <laughs> like the vein of my existence. Raise your hand yes. if you've ever been like a victim of scam, <laughs> of a scam. I'm raising my hand. I've been scammed before. Have you ever been scammed before? Or are you too, too smart for that? No, I've been scammed. I've been scammed. And I think everybody out there in the world has been scammed. I've even had my identity stolen. So how's that for that? That was a fun adventure in understanding how identity theft works, which we're not going to get into here because the, the laundry list of scams that we have is incredible. When I opened the document and I saw one of of Kara's famous lists of the most (laughs) common scams. Oh my word. And for 2022. Yeah, for 2022. Oh my gosh. So these are only current scams. These aren't past (laughs) scams. They're current scams. So here's the thing. Here's what happens in my world. I get probably, I would say at least four to five times a week, not me getting them, but I have clients that'll email me saying, I just got this email for this with this bill for like $290 or $180. And what do I do with it? What is this for? And I'm like, that is a scam. Do not pay it. People have a hard time recognizing these scams out there. And it is one of my pet peeves. I hate it when people fall victim to them because they are costly. Some of them are costly in money. Others of them are costly in business exposure. And they're all costly in our time. So they really need to be stopped. So our mission in this episode today is to give you some tools to understand and what scams are out there, what you can do to avoid them, and then some things that you can do if you have been a victim of a scam. So our big three for today, and I love my number one, so if it feels fishy, it's probably fishy. So the spelling is different on the fishy, just because we're in audio, you don't see it, but I love my, if it feels fishy, it probably is fishy. I think they get it though. Do you think? <laughs> I think they get it. All right. And number Yeah, I think they I think they get it. <laughs> 
Number two is to uh, tips to avoid scams. And number three is what to do if you are scammed. So we're going to start out with if it feels fishy, it's probably fishy. I had to get that in there one more time. And um, Kara's going to give you a laundry list of the most common scams that are out there and see if you can recognize where these have shown up in your inbox and in your social media and your mailbox. Yeah. So when I sat down to do the research for this episode, I was thinking I would kind of have an idea of what I was going to be putting here because first of all, I've been a victim of a scam before. Secondly, I feel like every day someone's sending me some kind of their identity has been stolen and then they're, they're, someone has hacked into their account and they're sending me something. So that's like every day. The sad part is, is it's like, this is so incredibly common that it's almost like the norm for us on a daily basis to manage scams to defend ourselves from scams. So when I started putting this list together, I got a little overwhelmed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to overwhelm you guys by just reading down the list. And then Kim and I are going to talk about our favorite scams. Are we going to call them our favorite scams? Or are we going to say call them our scam hot list? I don't know. <laughs> our <laughs> yeah. favorite scam. Our favorite scams. So yeah, our favorite scams to avoid. There you go. So according to the Federal Trade Commission, and some of these were also pulled from the Better Business Bureau, here is a list of the most common scams out there for 2022. Just 2022, guys. I mean, some of these, you know, have spanned multiple years, but this is 2022 favorites or most common scams. There's the fake chick scam. There's fake invoices. There's the registration imposters, brand building scams, threatening legal action scams, reputation fixing scams, directory listing scams, utility scams, credit card processing deal scams, business license scams, phishing email scams followed by spear phishing email scams, charity scams, stolen identity scams, vanity award scams, and blog scams. That's the first list that we pulled together. Y'all, we're dealing with this every day, all day. It's so much more time consuming than I even thought it would be. Everywhere we open an inbox, we open our email, we open our mailbox. We're, we're at ri- we answer a phone call. We're at risk of being scammed. I am I'm thinking about just like hiding right now. Yeah, I mean, because it we are inundated with it every single day. And yes, a certain amount of it is even buffered from us because things that are commonly pointed out as scams go directly to our spam box in our email. But the and boy, you don't want to look in there. Oh, good <laughs> Lord, there's a lot of scams in your spam box. So the ones that get through the spam box and get to you, but these things are dangerous to people. I've, I've had clients fall victim to them and pay out a lot of money. I have fallen victim to them on occasion and it has it's costly and it's problematic. There's one type of scam though that's my one on my top 10 favorite list that you didn't mention in this list and that's the legal scam. The one that's actually legal for them to scam your money. Oh. These domain registry people that I was telling you about. So oh. here's here's the scam that I my favorite it. one I hate the worst. I guess that's what what I want to do. This is a letter you'll get in the mail and it comes from this organization called Domain Registry. And I'm going to tell you this is a legitimate company. This is a legitimate bill and it looks super legitimate and threatening, but it's there's nothing that legally is wrong with it. It is this 
letter that says that your domain is up for renewal, which is probably true because domain records are a lot of times public. Sometimes you, if you pay extra to the domain registrar, you can keep them private and probably avoid this letter. But a lot of us don't want to pay that extra fee every single month, especially if we're domain hoarders and have like a lot of them. So it comes to you and it'll say you must renew your domain name to maintain exclusive rights to it on the web. And that is very much true. But then it goes on to say, and now is the time to transfer and renew your name from your current registrar to the domain registry. So it assumes that you want to move your domain from wherever you registered it, GoDaddy, Bluehost, wherever, to them. And the thing is, is that it costs oh so much more here than it does on your regular registrar. And people will pay this and then their domain name gets moved so they can no longer find it because where they registered it was on GoDaddy or Bluehost. And now it's on this weird thing where they wrote their number on this bill that came to them. So this is legal. I mean, there's nothing illegal about what this company is doing, but people fall for this and they end up spending way more money than they need to on something that they already had done. And that irritates me no end because there's no way to stop this. Like, I don't care who you report this to. There's nothing anybody can do about it. It is such a hideous thing, in my opinion, for this company to do, even if they're doing something legal. It, it's still wrong. And please do not pay these. Always, always, always double check. And we're going to give you tips on how to do that. But that's one of mine. What's, what's one of yours, Kara? Well, they get you because you don't have to renew your domain listing on a regular, like, monthly basis. So it's not something you're used to paying. So when that letter comes in the mail, it's usually that time of year when it's time to renew. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, crap, I need to figure out where I need to renew that. You have to actually take the extra steps to go do that. So um, yeah, in terms of some of my favorites, I'm going to pick a few that I've had actually recently come my direction. The first one last week, the charity scam. I had a charity in quotation marks contact me saying that I had made a donation to them last year and they wanted to know if they could have my support again this year. And um, they were ready to take my payment right away on the phone, my donation. As a small business owner, I do make donations um, and I do support local charities and organizations. However, because it's just me, I know exactly who I support every year and I have a budget for that. And um, I knew that this was not a company I had donated to. So that was a scam. The Vanity Award scam. I think lots of people can fall for this one. They contact you and say, me too, that's on my list. That you've been nominated for an award or you've been nominated, you know, best in your community or something along those lines. And they want you then to pay to receive a plaque or a registration somewhere. Have you had that one recently too? You were just saying that's on your list. Oh, yes. So those are ones like you'll get this thing that says you have been selected as one of the top 50 women executives in the state of Missouri. Oh, gosh. And we're making this book. <laughs> that we're going to highlight you in this book and we're going to put your bio in there and your contact information. And they have, they have all of this great thing that they're going to do. And this is another one that's legal. I mean, they probably actually do publish that book, but 
I don't think anyone ever sees it and they want exorbitant amounts of money to be in it. This one happens to a lot of creative people too because if you're a poet or a writer or an artist of some kind, you're always getting selected for these random awards that just are you having to pay for somebody else's wallet you know they're they're wanting to publish a book and you're going to get to pay for it and they're going to make a ton of money off of you doing it tisk tisk in the business animal instagram messages right now we have four identical messages about this just waiting to be deleted and banned from the page from different people with the exact same wording asking about this thing. So this is like every day. I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has this sitting in their inbox (laughs) waiting for them. It's so ridiculous. Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. What else? What else on this list do we need to talk about? So my other one that really irritates me no end is whenever somebody sends me, particularly with PayPal, they send me a thing that says, this is coming from PayPal. Your account has been flagged or something like that. It's something really disturbing or, you know, your account is overdrawn or something like that, especially PayPal. They like to use PayPal's logos, but I think they'll do it with banks and stuff too. And there'll be a link in the email and you click the link, but the link, if you look at the URL, it'll be something like PayPal number com. right? It's not actually PayPal, what you've done is you've ended up going to another page and now they're asking for your login information. And because you clicked on the link in the email, you're going to give your login information to hackers and then the hackers can go steal your identity or clean out your bank account or whatever they need to do to get what you can. And PayPal money, it's really easy to transfer it to somebody else. So they get into your account, they can log in there and transfer the money to a fake account somewhere and they're off with the money and you're out the money. And then you have months and months of of having to clean up after that mess. I got an invoice for Bitcoin. Bitcoin seems to be a popular scam these days as well. I got an invoice saying that I had purchased 400, it was $499. It was just under 500. There must be some kind of a cutoff for a felony or something right around that $500 mark because it was like $499. They invoiced me for $499 and I needed to pay it to transfer my Bitcoin that I had requested. I hadn't requested 
any Bitcoin. I'm not even sure any how any of this cryptocurrency stuff even works. I, I've tried to wrap my head around it, have no clue. And I'm like, how can you send me this? I reported those people to directly to PayPal, by the way. And you know, I mean, there's just the Norton antivirus one. Have you gotten that one, Kara? Yeah, it's like the yeah. one where they say your Norton antivirus has expired and you need to, to click the list. this invoice to keep your computer safe. If I were Norton, I would be extremely upset about the fact that this company is running around scamming people for this software that they didn't issue and now they're paying Norton. I Can you imagine being the poor person at Norton who has to get the phone calls? Well, I paid you for my email. <laughs> No, you didn't. You paid a scammer, unfortunately, and you don't have Norton antivirus on your machine. I'm sure they have a whole division dedicated to that. Oh, God. <laughs> they do when your identity yeah, gets insane. stolen. There's a whole there's a whole corporate area that just handles that. All right. Well, let's move on to some tips to avoid scams, because I think it's pretty clear that you're at risk every single moment of every single day. Just letting folks, you're at risk every single moment of every single day from a scam. But I think if we move on to tips to avoid <laughs> scams, that might be helpful at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so the number one tip I have to avoid a scam is never ever click on a link in an email. If somebody requests a payment from you, don't click on the link like a company it's, it's different if you're getting an individual invoice, but like PayPal or if you're like the Norton antivirus or the domain registries or stuff like that. If you click on the link that's in the email, then it can take you somewhere unscrupulous. Whereas if you say, okay, my domain is due to be registered, like the expiration date is coming up. If you go to wherever you registered your domain name and you log into that website with your login credentials, then you know that you're legitimately getting your money sent to the right place. Since a lot of these scams are about misdirection of making you think that they're a legitimate entity. And then when you react to it, they take you to a place where they're able to collect the money that the legitimate company should really have. So just never ever take a sketchy email link for uh, granted. And and I think that goes for Messenger as well. I know a friend of mine just fell a victim to a Facebook Messenger scam where she thought the person was a representative of Facebook and they had messaged her. And when all was said and done, they were able to hack her account and actually take everything and make it so that Facebook banned her and it's it's a problem, right? And that's a huge, huge loss, Kara. I mean, imagine losing your Facebook and Instagram communities because of a hacker. That's pure evil, in my opinion, especially a small business owner who spent years and years building that following. Not only losing it, but having your reputation, because who knows what they're going to do with that account. You know, like having your reputation as a business owner messed up too, because they're using it for whatever purposes they stole it from you for. So um, yeah, that's a real, a real pain. <laughs> 
Okay. So of course I have a whole list of tips. Do you want me to run through those as well? Let's go ahead. Yep. The first one I have here is keep good records. So a lot of the scams that we listed at the beginning, if you keep really good records, you can help kind of figure it out before you fall victim. So for example, you'll know who your vendors are. You know who you regularly pay for things or what you need to be paying so that you don't necessarily fall victim to that domain registration scam or the fake invoices scam because you know what to expect and who you normally pay. That's the biggest thing. You're not going to get sucked into like bogus accounts that way. Another one is be careful with your payment procedures. Anytime you can use and login procedures, anytime you can use a two-factor authentication or have multiple approval options like having it, them text you a code or something, it's a pain. Listen, it's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt to do it. We understand that. I understand that. But I have found that if I just do it, if I set it up, it's there for a reason. And it does make a big difference on the safety of your accounts, whether they be financial accounts or social media accounts or or whatever. Another recommendation is to avoid untraceable payment methods. So if you are asked to pay with Visa gift cards, do wire transfers, you know, that's something you need to really consider. So you want to confirm that any request for payment with untraceable methods, that it is verified by an authorized source and you want to create a paper trail. So if someone requests payment from it's a business or something, I would actually recommend letting them go, contacting the actual business and verifying before making any payments. If you have any concerns about vendors, you know, double check the vendors that if you're unsure, they should be willing to give you the name of the person you're speaking to, the name of the company, the address of the company, and a phone number that you can then call and verify. They should be willing to do that for you. And then of course, of course, this one goes without saying, I feel like we talk about all the time, be careful with what you share. Never give your personal or financial information to someone that you don't know. You know, easier said than done. A lot of times there's a lot of grooming that's happening there and they're asking questions slowly and you're giving information really slowly and they're piecing it together. But just, you know, you should have your radar up for that sort of thing. Also, you know, like before we talked about the two-factor authentication, protect your devices. So make sure on your computer, on your phone, that you've got proper protection software. And like Kim has said over and over again, don't click those links inside of unsolicited emails. That's where you're going to head down the wrong path, down a rabbit trail. And then my favorite way to identify scams is to literally Google, is this a scam? And then type in what the issue is. And I'll tell you, that has helped me so many times and you end up, yes, this is a scam. Yes, this is a scam. That's a great way to just get you started. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. Absolutely. All of those are great tips. One I might add to that that we talked about was a lot of accounts, if you need help with something inside one of your accounts, there's ways to give administrator access to people. And that administrator's access can be revoked at any particular point in time. Also, a lot of them will have ways to give that access in stages. So for example, if you have, let's say you want to hire somebody to 
do your social media, you can choose different roles for individuals when you put them on your page and give them access to things. So be careful with the access that you give to people because here's another thing. You may be wily with knowing what scams are out there, but your administrative assistant may not be. So they can fall victim for the same scams. And a lot of times they don't even realize because they're not being conscientious about that. In other words, it's not something that they think about on a day-to-day basis in relation to working for your business. So especially if you have employees, make sure that their role access does not allow them to like take your accounts or anything like that. That's just good safety practice. But that also helps with with these scams if the employee might file victim to a scam. Are we ready now to move on, Kara, to talk about what to do if you do get scammed? Yeah, I think we do. I think there's people right now that are like, oh, I shouldn't have clicked on that link. What do I do? So let's talk about that. Yeah, what do you do? The first thing that I would like to say about this is that you need to be relentless in pursuing getting things resolved. This is something that happens on such a routine basis that a lot of organizations and companies, they already know. They know the score. They know how things are going to go. And if you report the scam to them and say, hey, I fell for this by accident and what can I do now? A lot of them are willing to work with you to get it resolved. However, some organizations, such as the larger social media platforms, which will remain nameless, it's hard to get through to the people that can help you because there's so many automations and checks and balances that are put into place that it's hard to get through to a human being that will go, oh, wait a minute. So that wasn't you. That was a scammer or a hacker. So pursue this relentlessly until you get it is solved. If you get a rejection the first time around, or if you don't get heard, do not give up. You've got to keep going, especially if it's a place where you've lost a lot of money or you've lost a lot of followers or audience or access to an account. You have to be relentless in pursuing it. We all know people, at least Kara and I do, we all know people that have had these really bad things happen to them, but over time they were able to rectify the situation. It, But it took a while. I don't think anyone has ever easily gotten through to the end of one of these scams. In other words, it's always going to take more than one phone call. So just from the very beginning, set yourself up to say, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm just going to keep at this and keep at this and keep appealing and appealing until I can get whatever organization that was legitimate to understand that this was a scam and make sure that they place the blame and the punishment on the appropriate people and not the person who accidentally fell for this scam. Oh, yeah. And don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, scammers, they're really good at what they do. So have your little cry, throw your little temper tantrum, but then give yourself a break because they're really good. And they've just gotten better and better and better over time. And, you know, like Kim said, we all know somebody, but also most of us at some point have fallen victim. So my recommendation around that is start with the platform that you got scammed on. So start there. So if you were scammed on Facebook, Facebook or Instagram, report it 
they have procedures for reporting that. If it was a, I'm looking at our list here, if it was a utility scam, go to your utility company and let them know that this has happened. Because a lot of times they want to know or they are aware and they are, they maybe have someone researching the issue. I had a PayPal scam similar to yours come through one time, Kim, and I reported it to PayPal. It was the same thing with the Bitcoins. I reported it to PayPal. So, you know, those kind of things, they're aware of it. So report it to them. So start with the platform. And then you know, there are other places you can report to. So for example, you can report a scam to the Better Business Bureau. So if it's a business related one, we'll leave links for these, but it's bbb.org backslash scam tracker. So we'll leave these links for you guys, but that's if it's a business related one. And then if it's fraud, you can also report fraud to the Federal Trade Commission at reportfraud.ftc.gov. So both of these are great places. And if you are wondering if something's a scam, you can also go to the Better Business Bureau or the Federal Trade Commission's websites, and they have just lists and lists of scams there as well. And then the last thing is, you know, as hard as it is, you need to talk about the scam. You need to tell people, other business owners, other folks that might be victim, especially your friends and loved ones, even though it might be embarrassing, it's important to tell people. So if there's a scam that's going around a lot, or you're unsure if it's a scam, check with those people in your network and say, hey, have you been getting these? I There's a group of photographers that I chat with regularly, and we're constantly sending each other screenshots of stuff and saying, is this a scam? This looks like a scam, right? You know, we're constantly checking with each other. Is there anything else you want to add to this, Kim? The base things about keeping your passwords safe and not sharing them and keeping them as hard to guess for things, which makes them incredibly a pain in the butt to remember. That all said, I, you know, scams are, like you said, Kara, the scammers are really damn good at what they do. And that's the unfortunate part of all of this is that I wish they would turn their skills and their energy level to something good. I mean, can you imagine if all of the scammers decided to do something legitimate with the time and effort that they put into this? You know, it would be so much better. Our world would be so much better. So if you're a scammer out there listening to this, please change your ways. And for the rest of you, just question everything. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Um, We're not going to ask you to go on and tell us if you've been scammed or not, because that would be weird. But we would love to hear from you guys if you enjoyed the episode. Hit us over on Instagram or Facebook at The Business Animal. Find us online at thebusinessanimal.com. And you all, we really are asking again, please rate and review if you enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys so much. Don't get scammed. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.